talk about monster fucking later. Let's do the podcast. Do you want to hear about fart ass lore? <laughs> I don't know what? if I do, but yeah, sure. <laughs> it's really good. Start your sublight engines. It's time for Rue Palps Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week of chaos. My name is Ollie. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on most social media at Ollie Fresh. It's fresh with a PH. And my gender this week, um, it actually, it's more of like something that's spelled out. So I'm going to write it in the chat in our Zoom call. So give me one second. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> so I have it. So what here's the this? thing. So you know how, so, so it is gross hair, um, but it's because it's spelled like crosshair, like it's like, but you just change the C to a G because then it says gross hair. Um, anyway, that that's was my a, gender. That was I a, hate uh, you so much. <laughs> why did this gender get like meta? Like, why did it, why did it leave the realm of our fucking podcast? I wanna, look, I just think gross hair is funny. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mal. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. Um, and my gender this week is text redemption arc um because i i have i have been converted i it's not that i actively like am like tech is my favorite character but i'm like you know what you're off my shit list and that's saying something he is he has moved into the territory of characters i no longer tolerate they're just sort of there like i don't have to i don't have to force myself to be in the same room as him people have been asking for tech character development there it is entered his Um, bad bitch era no, you stole my gender this week because that was my gender. Um, I did it. Is this, is this I'm the, the, I'm, in a row that I'm the thief. gender's been stolen? I'm the thief. <laughs> I want to go on the record, though, that even though I do tolerate tech more, I still don't like tech. I'm Noah. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on TikTok at the Jewish Jedi. And my gender this week is <clears throat> Omega Sangnar. Because that did actually happen in this episode. I literally had to pause it while I was watching it. Because she just yells, Nar. I literally like, had to pause the fucking show. Yeah, the water. People, <laughs> the conversation. They are. I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on most social media at Kawaii Jessio. And, uh, my gender this week is clown and I will not go into it right now, but we'll get to that eventually. Can someone get just an emergency clown nose that they can like break out of a piece of glass? <laughs> it's so like the emergency sad. price what, list. What is your what is your what is your Cody helmet if not a clown nose? Hi, um, my name is Claudia. <laughs> um, my pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says K-A-L. U-D-I-A says, my gender of the week, uh, Mel did sort of steal it. It is based tech. Aren't you tired of being nice, bad batch? Um, I have always loved tech. I didn't love that he was, for some reason, a white man and had a weird receding headline, hairline? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, But I do love him, and I love that in about one second, he just... He 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 said the rawest line in all of Star Wars, and I was like, I have decided to stand forever. Um, okay, he entered okay. his Yarl Poof era. I was just I, about okay, to say no, that. The way I was literally about to that is not the rawest line in Star Wars. The rawest line in Star Wars is Yarl at the end of the fucking I, of the Jedi. I before. hate that fucking sentient Q-tip. He also, did give that baseline, but I hate him. The reason we all feel insane today 
is that the Bad Batch season one ended. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, um I am excited to finally be free. Um, staying up till 3 a.m. has really been taxing on my emotional well-being. I mean, some of us just woke up in the morning and watched it. To be fair, there's something wrong with me, and I have extreme FOMO. So, so this was part two of the finale, so now we can consider it as a unit, if I'd like to say. Um, and because I talked about um, the shit hitting the fan and tech um, just losing his mind uh, at Crosshair. Okay, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Um, it definitely was like a lot of stuff that was set up in the first part of the finale. The first episode um, kind of panned out in this one. And this is when they had their kind of explosive conversations um, and other things that occurred. Um and so it was it if you consider it all as one episode it's kind of interesting to think about in that way i would like to say uh when i saw the title uh camino lost when i turned on my disney plus to watch it i was like not that i really thought we were keeping camino after last week's episode um but i did get extremely emotional um also, I did want to bring up, uh, this is something I know we wanted to talk about last week, but we didn't really, the music for these two episodes have been so good. Um, there was a part, I believe it was when that compartment was flooding, when Omega was trying to save Crosshair, where it played her theme within, like, the, the motif of her theme within the bigger, like, the Bad Batch theme. And I was like, dang, music is so good sometimes. I, I really like the score of this episode. I don't know why I have this number in my head, but like the first six-ish minutes where we're seeing Camino fucking slide into the ocean was actually some of like the most tense moments I feel like we've had on the show. Um, and I saw a lot of people saying like this episode felt anticlimactic. And I kind of get that because past that, it was sort of just like a, we're going to walk around underwater and get places sort of thing, which is fine. But those first six minutes, minutes, fuck, fuck, I'm, my brain is exploding. But like the first six minutes of that, I was dying and it was really wonderful. Watching Omega bonk around without like a suit, I was like, man, in season two, she better get some armor, at least like a hat or something. Cause watching her like, you know, bebop around really, it really was it deeply has troubling. It has the same vibe as when I watched, like, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and would see, like, Sam just get, like, just thrown around. I'd be like, sir, you have VA healthcare, you, the serum, anything, a suit, something, dear God. And that's the same way that I feel about Omega. I'm like, I'm like, fragile, fragile, please handle with care. Um, <laughs> In that moment when she is saving Crosshair's dumbass from um, drowning because he's uh passed out basically uh but then he wakes up and is just like what the fuck i'm stuck and she's like hold on i'll help you even though she should have just left him to drown um she is such a good fucking shot now with her her little bow like it's like flooding and like it's everything is like stuck and she can barely see but she still manages to like hit the thing and and destroy it to free crosshair so that was pretty epic on her I don't know how long it's been since she like initially started using that bow but um she's so good this also like in the last episode um my friend and I were like freaking out about it because uh when they first find AZ in the lab she 
whips out her freaking bow and is at the ready in like less than like three seconds. My friend and I timed it. So yeah, Omega epic girl boss moment with her bow. Yeah, I like seeing her be like super capable almost this entire episode. Like there was a few times where somebody had to like grab her, but all in all, she was doing really well. I will say uh, in the scene where that compartment is flooding, like just before it, where Wrecker is just holding Crosshair's lifeless body, I had an image in my brain of them. Like if I was like, oh, he's just not going to wake up and they're going to like weekend at Bernie's hemp the entire episode. Like they're going to like pose him in places and be like, this is Crosshair. They weekend and Bernie's him to call Rampart and be like, can you come pick us up? <laughs> they're like, hi guys, I'm Crosshair. Can you come like- get at these first stranded on Camino? <laughs> scene with rex and cody in the rookies episode with the droid head um i just realized that we did have a parallel there at the beginning of the episode we have omega like shoot through the water to save crosshair and then at the end of the episode we have crosshair um shoot through the water to save omega and when i first watched that i was like okay i know he's good at shooting things but that's literally fucking impossible and then i realized like oh it it has to be like magnetized or something but also like how did he just have a magnetized dart or connected to a wire just on him just on him and and, and in his little gun i you know what you know i'm suspending my disbelief what is the well what is the um like star wars equivalent of a swiss army knife because that's what i imagine crosshair has on his (laughs) sniper it's a swiss army sniper rifle also not to jump around um but here's the other thing um this harkens back to something claudia said in a very early episode of this podcast and of the bad batch um i believe it was after episode two or three where fennec shows up um and it was like oh they made a female clone because they were like dang a capable girl can take down an entire army like like it all it took was ahsoka to beat the shit out of maul and like Fennec just destroyed the entire Bad Batch. Omega is proving, like, yeah, she needed, like, two months of training at the most, and now she's good to go. (laughs) Like, she's ready to be a girl boss, and she's ready to lead the Bad Batch. This is something I think we really noticed from Omega in this episode. Um, We've had moments of her being, like, in charge and, like, in control of the situation. In the last episode, we did learn that she was, like, their older, she was older than them. But in this episode, they like explicitly said it. And she told Crosshair, she's like, that's why I was so concerned about looking for you is because you're like my baby brother, even though I hate you and you did fall down the alt-right pipeline. Um, But like the other thing too is with that admission, she also came with a new like era, like a new vibe of being like, I'm the, like I'm in charge and I am like Not, taking I'm care the of the captain now. <laughs> no, but literally like she was, it was less too of even like her being like, I'm I'm the leader and her being like, I need to take care of my special little guys. Like that, the familial aspect of Omega looking at the Bad Batch as like her little brothers makes me feel like, act like genuinely makes me feel emotions. <laughs> I keep saying it, but her her oldest daughter syndrome, it just, it jumped out. It It is now growing every episode um and i i love that for her um uh, she's also a representation for um us girls who are both the youngest and the oldest in our in families that are very complicated um i have older half siblings that i didn't grow up with so i am both the oldest and one of the youngest so i very i feel very seen by omega um and it, it i felt really just uh it was very empowering for me 
I enjoyed this episode. Um, I think that, like, there is the, um, the proverbial, um, elephant in the room, which is to say Crosshair. (laughs) Um, we've spent the last several episodes talking about that gentleman and, and, like, talking about our thoughts around him and, and culpability, um, and, and, uh, accountability. If you really give a shit about what we have to say about it, listen to our, our backlog. We get into it pretty, um, deeply in episode, um, 15. So definitely check that out. Um, if you want to hear our crosshair thoughts, um, you can also just, you can also just skip it and just listen to the one line that Tech said. Because he just, he blew us out of the water there. Um, and and Wrecker, Wrecker did also have a moment where he was like, girl, I, shut I, up. Um, I actually do want to discuss Wrecker's line there. Because, I mean, I was blown the fuck away by tax line. And I think I was also blown away by it because that we don't often just say that outright in a piece of media. And so it was very important to me. But Wrecker's line actually was very important to me as well. Because um, a lot of people have been like, oh, you know, our poor little meow meow cross <laughs> Oh, he got left behind. So sad. And Wrecker is like, okay, well, then if you had your own, if you were in charge, I think, and I think this is also is very important coming from Wrecker because Wrecker has had his chip turn on. So he knows how this feels. Um, He's like, oh, so you've had your chip taken out and you now have control of your, your, your actions and you chose not to come back to us. Like he flipped it on its head um in a way that even I hadn't thought of it before um obviously because we didn't know that he was de-chipped before that whatever but um before like last week um but I really I really appreciated that where he was like uno reverse card yeah I really appreciated Wrecker's moment there like and text like on baseline but like Wrecker especially because you know a lot of the season Wrecker is just kind of like there being like haha uh himbo he's an actual himbo uh moment with omega but it it is like him showing that he's actually like smart because i feel like people always forget that that wrecker is not just like stupid he does think and he i did like him calling it crosshair out on that being like you had like all the opportunities to like um come back and we would have taken you back even after everything you've done which is like really like saying something on their part saying that they like they do still care about him as their brother even if he did try to kill them multiple times um also about tech <laughs> before he like said like that he is just like yeah i i understand you but I, like i don't agree with you like moment his baseline i was scared because it's just like oh no <laughs> of course you're fucking um standing up for crosshair as the other white passing clone white solidarity between crosshair and tech i'm sorry yeah those are my thoughts don't do tech like that like listen i'm not a, i'm not a texan for whatever but I don't know, do my I, after after he said his like line like the, the following line i was like okay yeah. never mind sorry sorry tech i i was afraid that you were being no, a white same. supremacist with crosshair. The way that I no, because the, the way that I was fully prepared for him to be like, yeah, crosshair is right. Actually, like if that had happened, I would have been like, okay, that works for me. I can see that happening. 
I did like when Tech was like, girl, that's just what Crosshair's like. He was a dick before because Crosshair was a dick before because there is a part where he is talking in the Clone Wars before anybody has a chip moment in the Clone Wars to everyone who's saying like, oh, it's just his chip that's making him act like this. In the Clone Wars, when they were going to get Echo, there was a part where Crosshair was like, yeah, I probably would have left him behind too because he's just a stupid reg. And I'm like, hey, that's no good. But I did also want to talk about Omega's line to Crosshair um, where they are sitting together. Which one? I'm talking about the one I think that I remember the most, which was where she was like, I thought it was your chip that was making you act like this, but you, it's not. You're just a dickhead. Um, and I thought that was really cool because it addresses a lot of the concerns that I think people had of being like, what are we going to get clarified in this episode? Um, and again, we don't have to dwell on this, but I do think that throughout his interactions with the rest of the Bad Batch, they did really say like, here's where we stand with Crosshair and here's what's going on with him and here's where his mind is at and here's where everyone else's mind is at. I kind of wish that they had talked a little bit more about it in the past couple episodes just so that we wouldn't have a lot all of this confusion about like why is the Bad Batch thinking the way they are but I do overall like I really liked the conversations that they had this week. I liked the conversations there was also just something extremely funny to me about Omega looking at him and being like you know when I met you I thought you were a horrible human being and an asshole and then Crosshair's like and she just goes and you are (laughs) moving on like I, I don't know. I do I do agree that this would have probably had some greater impact if the show had taken the time and energy to show us what this character was doing for like the entire show um, because his lack of presence is very much felt. Like I will say, it made me very sad when Wrecker was like, we would have still taken you back. Like, that was a great line from him. But at the same time, I was like, it would have been cool if you'd expressed that sentiment even once in the rest of the fucking show to be of fair, the Bad Batch. To be fair, there is a part where Wrecker is like... Um, I believe Wrecker's the only one who does express that at one point. Hunter does this. He and Hunter do it in the same episode where they're both like, dang, we kind of miss Crosshair. But isn't that like episode four? Um, it's like episode they do two. It, they do it twice. <laughs> I think they do. I think No, Wrecker does once and then uh, Hunter does once. But that we're, part, we're splitting hairs. Um, Crosshairs? I, we're splitting crosshairs if only sorry (laughs) um here's I will sort of punctuate this conversation just because again we've already had kind of a crosshair conversation um and I think the one thing that I don't think we really that I touched on at least last week um is the idea of being complicit in your own radicalization because I think a lot of people will see crosshair as a victim of a system which we did talk about last week and it is true that he is a victim of being like radicalized and being talked to by the empire be it the influence of his chip that he had then had removed or just because he thought that was what he should do Um, but we cannot divorce the fact that when someone is radicalized, even if they are a victim of an outside force of manipulation, they are still complicit in their own radicalization because there is a certain amount that you have to play into that. Um, And I just think that's something that we need to consider when dissecting any piece of media. I know that's a very real life concept and this is overall a narrative and it is about framing and Crosser is not framed to be like a bestie. He's not framed to be a character that we like. so it's not quite as deep as that, but I just think it's something we should always consider. Uh, the way that I like to phrase it is um, it, that, you know, feelings of being left behind or left out or, or 
feeling different, which is the case for for crosshair all these years, whatever, or anything. We could we could talk about whatever it, it was for Anakin. Uh, you know, whatever feelings that brought you there, um, they can facilitate it, um, but they are not the cause. The cause is your choices. The cause is sometimes in real life racism. Uh, the cause is, you know, the cause is you have made a choice. That doesn't mean that there aren't things that facilitated it that made it that 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 you know made it difficult but um and we can kind of hold that nuance there um and that's also why i kind of liked i've been thinking a lot about like villain motivations a lot because i think about thrawn all the time um and i've been thinking about i've been thinking about thrawn and like why is he so patriotic to the just ascendancy and like i want to know like why um and so it was very very interesting to me in this episode with crosshair where he flat out says something not just like with anakin like he politically agrees with the empire with crosshair this is very personal um it's very personal and it's very i don't want to get left behind and i see the writing on the wall and the writing on the wall is that the empire is the new thing and so i'm going to be with the new thing because that's who i am i just i like to think of it in contrast with other characters who see the writing on the wall kind of characters the the big one that comes to mind is maul who's the exact opposite who's i see the writing on the wall and um i'd like to nip that shit in the bud uh do you want to help me ahsoka um why will no one fucking listen to listen to me um or i see the writing on the wall and uh clearly this shit is gonna hit the fan and so i'm going to create my little crime empire because that's the only way i'm gonna survive whatever but so it's it's very interesting to see different people's motivate like different people feel left behind, feel left out, especially Maul feels uh you know discarded, that kind of thing. What is their reaction? For Crosshair, it's I will do whatever it takes not to be left behind. For other characters, um you know I I I would I would also I I'm sure there are other characters we could bring up for this. Um, but the first one that comes to mind is Maul, so. This is totally unrelated and not serious, so I'm very sorry about that. However, I did think that you said Maul was like, I'm going to go start my little crab empire. And I just got the idea of, like, <laughs> Darth Maul as a crab. Like, Darth Maul, like a crab with Darth Maul's facial markings and also a saber staff. And it just, like, it's, so like, you're saying Mr. Crabs? You're saying Mr. Krabs is um, no, 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 not an anthropomorphic is, crab, just a literal small. crab, like in like the, the ocean, and it, like, I, and it like scuttles up to Qui Gon, but Qui Gon is a person, and it's like we have to fight. Qui Gon's like, you are a crustacean. <laughs> That's what's all. wrong with you? I do like <laughs> it. Let's put, let's put mall crab on the new Maryland flag. Let's do it. <laughs> I do oh. like though, Claudia, you bring up Mr. Krabs being mall because like, you know, his VA uh, Clancy Brown is Savage. I wanted to talk about the big fucked up snapping turtle that's living in the ocean <laughs> underneath Camino uh, because I thought that was really cool. Uh, if I could have that as a as a pet, I would I would like to. I was really kind of hoping that it would eat crosshair, but I don't know that's just me. I also was thinking about how is this is a kaiju just living under Kamino. I forgot how fucked up Kamino is because it is a big ocean and I, and I am afraid of things in the ocean. Also, why did they all not explode from being that deep underwater? Uh, that's okay. 
I need to talk about it really quick. I'm so sorry. Um, the entire time when they were like, how is the Bad Batch going to get up from underwater? I was like, if they go up too fast, they're going to get the bends. I said that like eight times while I was watching the episode with Mel. They can attest to the fact that I was like, that plan's not going to work because they're going to get the bends. I So I actually was thinking about that the same. Also, Jess, I, I agree. I like the giant fucked up snapping turtle thing because I love a good sea monster. But also when that was happening, I was like, this is terrifying and I hate it. Thanks, bye. Like, if you, I really, like, I really want to play Subnautica, but my fear of big, scary things in the ocean sets me off from doing that. That said, um, I will say the joke I made in my head this entire, like, the latter half of the episode, I was like, oh, dear, the Bad Batch obviously have all their regular mutations, and also they're immune to nitrogen poisoning. Obviously, they were just built that way. <laughs> to be fair, in Star Wars, that nobody, literally nobody, feels the effects of different parts of space travel which are similar to being under the ocean like they're, they're just so vaccinated many, against it they're just vaccinated against it there there are so many different parts of space travel that fuck with your body so badly in so many different ways um that they just completely fucking ignore and not even just space travel um like of just like flying especially when they're just like like the fighter pilots experience um so yeah so them being in the ocean and and them not experiencing it i did also have the moment of like the water pressure i the water pressure definitely wouldn't be as enjoyable if it was like a season one of the bad batch ends with all of them being like well we can no longer fly in planes or go too deep underwater because we do have um, a blood disorder called the bends there was a hot moment when that animal pulled up where i was like are we finally getting to see the Zillow Beast? Um, I've seen that theory floated around a lot um, because- I was thinking about the Zillow Beast too. That's yeah. so funny. Because it's like, where is it? Palpatine was like, can we get another one of these bitches? One of these little, little long neck bitches? Um, and then they just didn't do it, I guess. They were like, yeah, sure, Sheev. And then just, they put it on the back burner. And we're like, we'll get to it later. Maybe it's maybe it's at that uh, cloning facility that they brought Nala Say to. Nala Say is the Zelo Beast. Y'all know the movie Monsters vs. Aliens with Susan, the really big yes. lady. So hear me out on this. Okay, so what if Nala Say gets hit by that meteor? <laughs> She's just like really big. Oh my fucking God, no. And Nala Say travels back. Nala Say, no, here's the thing. Nala Say travels back in time to become the Zillow Beast. I fucking hate it's it. It's just like how Ray Skywalker went back in time to be Shmi Skywalker. Not Nala no, Say no, going no, to no. the world between worlds. The whole moment, too, with the, the big fucked up snapping turtle. Uh, before it was like shown, and they're like, oh yeah, we gotta go into the, the, tu- the tube, the tube to get to the other side. Me and my friend were just like, Big fish is gonna show up and try to eat them, huh? This that's where now, this is gonna lead. I feel what, it in my bones. What is with the Clone Wars? And like, if we're in water, we are gonna have something beating its head against um to the the tube that they are in. Like that happened in the Water War arc as well. They're very obsessed with that. And I'm like, bestie, I'm never gonna be able to go to like a water park ever again because of you fucking people. Like because I the like, ocean is scary and full of ba- bad things. I hate I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And Lu- Lucasfilm, I need you to stop. One of the really powerful scenes from this episode um was when Omega paused and looked out at Camino and saw it going down it did remind me of the the scene in a new hope where 
Luke looks yeah. at his home that has been burnt down, and he's like, oh, fuck. And Omega's like, oh, fuck. I believe it was even at, like, the smoke was even at the same, like, angle, kind of. It was like a going off in the distance thing. I also, a bunch of people on TikTok noticed, like, it's always raining on Camino, and that was the one time that it, there was sunshine, and like that, they it was done on purpose. And I was like, ah, oh, beautiful touch, love it, amazing, beautiful, ten out of ten. That does make me wonder if the Caminoans were just just had some fucked up weather machine and had it always raining on purpose, okay. and because they destroyed it, they stopped raining. Tarkin book lore: there is weather controlling machines i was just gonna say that i was also gonna say that. so the idea the idea of tarkin appropriating the, the weather the weather changing machines for his machinations i don't know if it's actually wolof who does that i haven't read the book but i remember reading about the the weather machine i would also like to talk about az for a second I was very emotional about it. AZ had his little Baymax Iron Giant moment, and it was very emotional. I got choked up, mostly because I could talk for hours on end about, like, droid sentience in in Star Wars and, like, you know, what that means and et cetera, et cetera. And, like, and I just thought that it was very fitting that, like, the literal end of the Clone Wars is a droid saving a clone and then a clone saving a droid like i was like fucking poetic cinema bitch uh i it was it was really it was really something and then somebody pointed out that fives says to az in the fives chip arc in the clone wars um like you know isn't it your objective to isn't it your like mission objective to like make sure the patient is okay or whatever i have to look at the exact line or whatever and that's how he kind of not manipulates az into like doing what he what he needs him to do kind of by that typical thing when working with like an ai character of like well isn't doesn't this follow your programming kind of thing mansplain Um, manipulate male wife fives confirmed and then we see that come back into AZ's actions in the end. Um, you did bring up AZ, and I did want to talk a little bit about AZ. Um, so there are a lot, I believe every, almost every Star Wars property that we have seen um, has, I mean, um, at least of like a TV or movie, has a little mean droid that just makes kind of noises, who's piece binary. And then a proper droid who always gets offended by that droid um, who does speak basic. And I think we are entering, you know, we had AP5 and Chopper. We have R2 and C3PO. It's now going to be Gonky and AZ. And I'm so excited for that era. Gonky and AZ is just, I'm, I'm, I'm living for, oh, to be fair though, AP5 is also an asshole. Um, well, so C3PO. No, C3PO is just... He's not an asshole. He's just he, he annoying. Some, no. Don't call C-3PO annoying. I kin him. <laughs> I, 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 you were like, oh, AP5 get, like, they're like, they're proper, whatever. I'm like, AP5 is a dick. Um, but we love him for it. Uh, but yeah, the dynamic between AZ and Gonky. Uh, I cannot, I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't want to talk about Crosshair politically, but I do want to no, talk about let's... some parallels with Crosshair. I do want to talk about actual narrative shit, not political shit with Crosshair. Most people in the last episode, they were like, obviously the, you know, we were brothers things with Hunter and Crosshair. It's very, you were my brother Anakin situation. Very clear. Very, very much. 
you could say the same thing about Omega's, like, you're my brother too situation with Crosshair. I actually saw it more as a parallel with Ahsoka and Vader in Twilight of the Apprentice. Um, that's what that scene with Crosshair and Omega felt more like to me. Because that's a moment of, you know, I'm not going to leave you. You know, or I don't want to leave you. Uh, even though you have done bad things and I don't want to leave you. Um, because, you know, I still love you, and even though you think that I abandoned you kind of situation, which is very much more like Twilight of the Apprentice. I also recently rewatched Rebels, so um, I, I was like, wow, wow, this is a lot. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was interesting to see that. I mean, and everyone, everyone's always going to relate it back to, like, you were my brother, Anakin, whatever. It's like poetry, it rhymes, it's all the fucking same, whatever. But I definitely think it felt more like Ahsoka and Anakin for me. I do see the parallels there. I would also say that the slight, I guess, narrative tonal difference that I noticed is that in the other cases, uh, the character that's like lost to the dark side is pretty much like pissed off. And when they're like, I don't want to leave you, that character's like, cool, I'm going to commit murder now. Um, so it was very interesting for Crosshair to be like, yeah, that's nice and all. If you could just like leave me on this platform, actually, I'll see you guys later. Speaking of... How is he getting off of the platform? Literally, like, does, like... <laughs> he, does he have like a button or something? Do you guys think that he has like Rampart's personal phone number and he's going to be like, hey, I lived. Uh... Rampart sees him calling and he's like, I told you only to call this. This is a booty call only number. I love the idea of Crosshair paging him. Like Crosshair has a pager just for Rampart and it comes through and someone's like, sir, you have a message and they hold up the pager and it just says, poor little Meow Meow is paging you. I like, he's really banking on like, you know, some scouts coming back just to like double check on the wreckage. I'm just like, what if he didn't send any scouts back Crosshair? You just fucking die. Also the fact that, you know, that platform only appeared when the ship got low enough so now that the ship is gone, what if the platform had just like sunk back into the water with crosshair on it and that fucking giant snapping turtle somewhere swimming around still too? So crosshair just gets eaten by the fucking turtle. I do love the idea that crosshair is like, yeah, whatever. I don't need you guys. And as soon as they leave, the platform like descends into the fucking ocean. And he's like, wait, wait, come back. I would also love though, the thought that's making me feel insane is like the Bad Batch season two arrives and we're following around like the actual Bad Batch and then it just cuts to like Crosshair's bleached skeleton on the platform like the beach from old. I was just about to say, I mean, what is that platform on Camino if not the beach from old? We can't do this again. Epic um, the honorable ones moment because it was very much like (laughs) Alice. um, I did say if anyone compares this episode to the honor end of the honorable ones I will become angie um because here's the thing the only similarity there is they are leaving someone behind no that's the only similarity I'm just making a joke if people try to compare callus and crosshair I will I will choose violence. I am just making a funny haha joke about them being like, I'm not going to come with you because I disagree. And then being like, but bestie, no one's coming to pick you up. The Empire doesn't care. Yeah, like um, at least with, well, that's the thing too, because with Callus, so I can't get into this because I do actually have a lot of thoughts. I'll just give it real quick. Um, with Callus, the thing with him is that he was raised under the Empire for all, as far as we know. Um 
his whole career was with the empire but as soon as he was given an opportunity to question those beliefs and like forced like confronted with the fact that his assumptions about the world were wrong he made the active decision to go against the empire whereas crosshair who saw the republic and while the republic obviously was not perfect and was not great to the clones he actively saw the empire be worse to the clones and he still and to like everyone and he actively chose to follow them um but <laughs> the other thing i wanted to say too is that with callus somebody was going to come for him like he's an isb agent he was important crosshair is a clone and the empire is already trying to phase out their clones and there's I no way that they care that much like rampart has been actively trying to get rid of the clones he was already hesitant to have crosshair leading the team like are there's no way that he's gonna be like yes thank goodness crosshair made it let's go get him boys also i might be just talking on my ass here because i won't lie i was like yeah this is happening <laughs> um didn't someone report to Rampart that Crosshair betrayed the the Empire to to save know, his brothers? If I don't know if it was like I don't think they said that Crosshair betrayed them, but they were like, oh yeah, shit is not going according to plan. Like you know, something bad has happened, and Rampart's like, okay, just like you know, pull out the remaining forces, and um, we're gonna blow the place up. That's it. Bye. Yeah. No, literally, like, they heard about Crosshair and Rampart was like, damn, that sucks. Okay, bomb it to hell. Like, you really think that they're going to, like, come find and be like, ugh, our poor little Meow Meow is finally safe and sound. Like, he literally heard that Crosshair was still there and was like, great, open fire. <laughs> well, I think, I think then Crosshair will be entering his Ventress era because that's exactly what happens to Ventress where, you know. He's going to hook up with Quinlan Voss? No! <laughs> Don't, would don't never his name by comparing yeah her don't don't hair. don't create voss hair no, no. the only voss hair we need is dryden voss <laughs> no not dryden here's how crimson dog crosshair can still win i love the no. idea of quinlan seeing crosshair and being like mm, that's fuckable like no no he saw a bald bitch and he was like hmm quinlan is like flying over camino and he's like is that oh my god, Ventress, and like flies down, he's like, oh fuck, never mind. Anyway, yeah, I do think he will be entering his his uh, Ventress era where he will realize like, oh, I chose the Empire. Oh wait, they left me for dead. Fuck, I need to now go on a journey of self, self-discovery. And I do love that for him. I hope, I hope he does go on that. If he just randomly shows back up in the Empire, I wouldn't be like, how, bestie, how? Yeah, if they don't start off uh, season two with explaining how the fuck Crosshair got off Camino, um, I'm gonna have to fight Jennifer and Brad. But I want to point out a fun parallel, uh, a nice epic. Uh, po- it's like poetry rhymes moment, but not comparing it with any like other um, Star Wars like pieces of media. But like with the first episode and like this final episode of the batch leaving crosshair on camino except this time by um crosshair's own choice because the first time it was just like oh we have to leave otherwise we're gonna die this time they're like are you sure you don't want to fucking come with us and he's like yeah fuck you guys i'm staying here and they're like okay we don't actually see them be like here's a a way to contact us if you ever want to like join our team again they're probably like okay bye and just fucking leave (laughs) I mean, to be fair, in the episode, Hunter did say, like, Bestie, this is your chance. Like, take your chance right now. Yeah. We are going to give this to you. 
Um, I will also say, I know that there are a lot of people who've been conflicted about Hunter. And as the resident, Hunter is my favorite member of the Bad Batch um, person on this podcast. Um, I really liked Hunter's um, whole deal with Crosshair because every time Crosshair would be like, oh, you're so stupid. You don't know how to do things. He's like, oh, am I? Well, look where that's gotten you. (laughs) So super um, sibling moments. I just... (laughs) I just really liked every time Crosshair would be like, oh, well, you know, like start to be kind of a shithead hunter and be like, girl, anyway. <laughs> Total side note, I, I do, Dee Bradley Baker, sir, the acting. The moment where the, re- the, the regular, the reg clone helmeted walks up to Rampart and is like, yep, everything's been destroyed. And he's like, he like has trouble saying it. I was like, that was, that was, that was difficult. That was difficult to hear. And it, and it was interesting. I mean, we've talked a lot on this podcast about, you know, how much does the chip affect them? And, you know, how does it affect them outside them? You know, someone doing taboo Jedi trigger words and that kind of thing. And it was very interesting to see once again, much like with Hauser, um, a red clone be like, oh, um, this is this is this is a lot. Uh, I'm trying to keep it together because I am in front of my commanding officer, who's not a clone. Um, but this is a lot, uh, and it just stuck out as this like tiny little moment for me, tiny little detail. Um, whoever directed the episode, or if that was D. Bradley Baker's choice, thank you. Yeah, I will also um, tack onto that. D. Bradley Baker's performance um, for this episode, um, but also for like the series as a whole has just been so amazing um I think it was Noah who said last night after the episode when we were talking about it was like this has been a show of Dee Bradley Baker basically talking to himself and Michelle Ong for like the entire show and occasionally Rhea Rhea Perlman will show up for a little bit I'm just saying where's this man's Emmy uh the way like he makes all of them sound so distinct I've never been like which member of the Bad Batch is that like you know who each one of them are. I will say, uh, I as much as I love his voice acting, it'd be cool if they gave Echo lines. That that'd be that'd be yeah. fun. I I <laughs> will say to hear him speak. That I believe was one of my only problems with the finale as a whole. Well, we got a little more Echo in the first half. I did want to see a little bit of you know what is it like for him as a reg, um, for you know to lose Camino and. I get that a lot of this is like deep-seated batch shit with crosshair, so it's okay if he wasn't talking as much. I did want a little bit more for him. I, I like I was okay like I was okay with a lot of the other stuff. I did honestly, I did want to actually see his interaction with crosshair. Like he doesn't have that much of a history with crosshair, so what's his what's his interaction? What's his what's his take? Um because it was very interesting to see you know, Wrecker be like, hey, bestie, reverse Uno card, and then Tech to be like, I'm a healer, but, <laughs> um, and whip out the, the whatever, and, and Hunter be like, no, no, bitch, and then Omega be like, actually, fuck off, and I, I did want to see, you know, what's Echo's, how's he feeling about it, or is he just, like, in the corner, like, so, anyway, uh, <laughs> I do think it's very funny, I think one of Echo's last lines, um, was him being to um I don't remember who it was to if it was to Wrecker Omega where he was like at least you don't have to share a 
a pod because <laughs> to wrecker because wrecker's like i can barely fit in this the fact that omega was in her pod by herself and then you had echo and tech sharing a pod crosshair and hunter make sense to me because that's like you want hunter to be the one who's like all right you're not pulling anything in here our get along um, shirt but it's very funny that they didn't think to put omega with an adult <laughs> i think they also were like okay Echo Tech, you guys gotta um, get in your get along tube because you two kind of argue sometimes too. So no, this Echo was a bonding and... moment. Echo they're and besties, besties who hate each other. Yeah, they're besties. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that not just siblings? Being stuck in a tube with Tech is kind of crazy because doesn't he have a big ass backpack? Like <laughs> they all do. He's also big as fuck. Yeah, he's tall as shit, and Echo's like, Echo's like, damn. This, how come I don't get to share with Book and Omega and Tech can have his own? There's a scene like right after that when they're like floating through the debris or whatever, and Wrecker's like, ah, I can't see anything. And I'm I I I own a copy of his helmet, but also just looking at his helmet, I'm like, Bestie, no fucking shit. Your eye holes are literally smaller than your fucking eyes. You can't look to the side while you're wearing it. I also, I have some questions about the plan because their plan was like, oh yeah, AZ's going to push us through. And I was like, so AZ's just going to hop back and forth and just like bop you guys around. Like, what was the what was the plan? Like, you, know, you didn't think to like connect them in some way? Like, what was the plan? And I'm like, did nobody, only Omega was the one who was like, I wonder what the power levels are on this, on this droid. Like, nobody else was like, oh shit, what if he runs out of battery? Like, ugh. Are we ready for uh for final thoughts, besties? Yes. Okay, I, I can go first. Um, so this is just my final thoughts for the episode, not for like the bad batch as a series. Um, I liked it. I think that of the whole show, I, I liked the episode before this a lot better because just a lot more like happened, but this had some good dialogue moments. It was a fun time. Um and I'm actually excited for season two, which I got to be real. There was like a very brief period of time where I was like, do I really want this show to have a second season? And now I do. Also, at the very, very end of the episode, the scientist who talks to fucking Nalase, my literal first visceral reaction would be like, oh my God, is that Price? And it wasn't. Stop. But I need you all to know that I did think it was for like a good minute and a half. Um, I will piggyback because the first thing that I said I did not think it was price but the first thing I did say was oh price um, what is wrong with you people she has tar fangs what do you want me to say fangs, okay I also really like this episode um I do understand some of the comments of like well it didn't feel quite like super climactic um but I do think like losing Camino in and of itself even though it didn't happen like at the end of the episode was pretty climactic um and I while I would have liked to see the interpersonal drama between Crosshair and the Bad Batch a little more throughout the series as a whole um I still thought that like there was a good balance of like world building with Camino and like interpersonal drama between Crosshair and the Good Batch um but yeah I really liked it I thought it was really good I also did really like that scene where um Crosshair had his little moment where he pointed the gun at Hunter for no reason and then shot it down to save AZ and Omega. And when he looked around, the entire batch had their weapons pointed at him. Um, I just thought that was very powerful. Um, it very is reminiscent of the scene with the pikes where they all drew their weapons all at once. Um, 
Good thing they rehearse. They rehearse that. it. They yeah. rehearse it. Five, six, seven, eight, and then they pull their gun. It was an episode. Uh, for me personally, it felt like I, I think it's just my my issue with non non closure. Um, because I felt like there were a lot of questions that just kind of remained unanswered. Um, and you know, obviously that is to set up a second season. Uh, but this just like. I don't know. It did not feel like a season finale to me. And that wasn't a bad thing per se, but it was just like, I was like, oh, so next week we're not going to know what the fuck happened. Okay. I hope Crosshair gets scurvy. That was my first immediate thought as they flew away from him. I was like, I hope that bitch gets scurvy. I really liked it. I watch a lot of television. I've also watched, I've also recently rewatched The Clone Wars and recently rewatched Rebels. Um, so... I've been thinking about, like, you know, television structure and Star Wars television shows and all this kind of stuff a lot lately. Um, so it was weird for me when a lot of people were talking about, like, like oh, it was anticlimactic, it was whatever. And I was like, it doesn't, it doesn't, I, I don't know, it doesn't need to be climactic for me. I'm like, the Bad Batch's purpose is very specific, uh, which is to build the world of, what does the Empire look How does the Empire develop from Order 66 onward um, through the eyes of these five clones? And the end of this season had to be, you know, you know, how do we get rid of Kamino? How, what's the last thing standing? Um, and that doesn't have to be, a, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to have somebody dying. In my heart, I was like, that just means somebody's dying later. Um, <laughs> I know how this works. You know, the whole the whole cliffhanger thing is very built in by streaming and whatever to get people hooked or whatever. I, it felt very, felt very grounded and it was something that I haven't seen in television in a long time because they're usually very much catering to like, you know, we got to get them subscribers. We got to get them the cliffhangers. Um, and it just felt, I think it was because it was very character focused um and very almost intimate in that way um which is also weird to say about star wars <laughs> um so that's why i actually i really liked it um and i think um when people are like oh it was anticlimactic whatever and i was like i i didn't think that and i also i'm okay also even if even if we are gonna judge it by that i'm okay with it being anticlimactic because um the the structure of of the show rather than uh reaching to a point um it's coming down from a point because we started at order 66 um so i'm i'm cool with that um yeah i just i just i find i also find um unconventional narrative structures interesting this is also why um the like right the like rising and falling action um structure of both uh, rogue one and revenge of the sith are very interesting to me um and i and so that's why it's been cool to watch in the bad batch be a little different and the pacing be a little different that kind of thing i know that it's outside people's expectations and so for some people that's not their bag i think it's very cool and also i said this before star wars has had this problem for a while of really dancing around the subject politically um, not the shows, but in the sequels especially, it was, it was really fucking hard to get, to get through. Um, 
I really much appreciated, I really appreciated just the, the line from Tack or whatever, and I really appreciate when one media just fucking says it. And especially when it's a show for kids. You know, I've watched a lot of shows for kids lately that have dealt with big issues like whatever, and when you say it directly to the screen, um, it has a lot of meaning, it ha um, and it has a lot of, you know, you, I mean... Sometimes it's better to tell and not show. Sometimes. I thought it was really good. And also, I did cry. But the music does make me cry every time. So I'm just a... I am a baby child. I, I do... I did like it. But like everyone else is saying, it did feel a little anticlimactic, which isn't bad. But I think as a whole, the episode made me feel angry. But I don't know. I feel like I've just been angry a lot since last week's episode, the first half of the the finale just because of people so that's not really the episode's fault I guess but yeah it was it was good again I do want to shout out the the animators of the show because it is it truly is like stunning the animation especially if you go back and look at like like season one of the clone wars <laughs> it has come a long way especially since Bad Batch is like um the same animation style basically as Clone Wars so it is nice looking and it it's so good so thank you animators of the show for doing that but now I will uh get back into my gender of the week which was clown which brings us to to Cody watch <laughs> because I did put clown makeup on my face. I don't have it on now. Like the host, the other host can see me. And I, I know you all can't see me because this is again, an audio medium, but I did put clown makeup on earlier today and filmed my little fun TikTok Cody watch and was a clown in that because weeks ago, I, I did go back and look at which Cody watch episode it was. This was like ap after episode four of the, of the Bad Batch is when I first was like if he doesn't show up after like all 16 episodes of this show I will put clown makeup on and be a fucking clown so yeah uh the prophecy was fulfilled I did become a clown I can't wait for season two of the Bad Batch because season two of Cody Watch will also come out unless Kenobi comes out first then Cody Watch will be like season two of Cody Watch will start up with Kenobi it depends on who will who will come out first bad batch or kenobi i do kind of enjoy the idea of you doing for book of boba fett just like clone watch like if there's any anyone besides boba fett who is there who is also a clone omega watch um i yes there we go that's what i'm doing for book of boba fett is omega watch welcome to fancastic um Fantastic is a segment wherein I have uncovered some of the best fan, the best quote unquote fan casts um, on the internet uh, of Star Wars characters. Um, basically, the premise, although it is going to be shifted a little bit um, in celebration of the Bad Batch finale uh, today, um, I'm going to name a series of actors, and then my co-hosts are going to have to guess what character um, they are playing except for one my last one but we'll talk about that later when it happens um are you guys ready yeah i'm a little nervous now but yeah, yeah i'm kind of afraid 
<laughs> um, first and foremost, uh, Nicolaj uh, Coster-Waldo, who was Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, Lakeith Stanfield, Aza Butterfield, and Jason Momoa. Wait, these are all for the same All person? for the same person. Is it a clone? Yes, it is. Which one? No. Is it, it Captain Rex? It is. No. Is it one of the Bad Batch? Why is it no, it's, it's actually. It's actually. It's complicated. Um. Oh my god, is it Boba and also Omega? It is Jango Fett slash the clones in general. Excuse <gasps> <No! laughs> me? What the fuck, no. What the fuck? <gasps> That's. That's no good. Oh, why? I love how. I love. I mean. Jason Momoa is the least terrible of those, list. but it's still like I still don't think he has the vibe of Jingle Fett. Not remotely. The Honestly, idea, the idea the of Jason Rex. Momoa, the idea of Jason Momoa's face and body as Captain Rex is extremely. Jason funny. Momoa as Cody, um, with. <laughs> No, oh, Jason Momoa ex Ewan McGregor in the Kenobi show. I can't with that. Are you guys ready for the next one? Nicholas Cage. Will I am? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? Did you say Will I am? I said Nicholas Cage, Will I am, and Johnny Depp. What? Ew. Ew. Oh, Will, Will I am? <laughs> what um, era is, is this, this from? character a Jedi? Yes, this character is a Jedi, and the character's era is from the prequels. Is it Obi-Wan? Is it Mace Windu? No, no. Hit Fisto? Nope. <gasps> Qui-Gon? Nope. Plo Koon? Nope. Wait, okay, let's- is the, are they a member of the Jedi Council? No. Quinlan Vos. Quinlan Vos? Yes! <laughs> Quinlan no! Vos. Quinlan, I'm <laughs> Will so I sorry. Am Quinlan Vos. What? Nicholas Cage. Yes. I just fucking- Quinlan Vos. Is, again, Will, Will I Am is somehow the least defensive. Somehow that's the most accurate one. No, because I, like, I love so the- sorry. what What is what is Dark Disciple if not um, fucking National Treasure? I thought you were going to say, what is Dark Disciple if not the Black Eyed Peas versus Vera? <laughs> Not what? Fergie playing Ventress. Would you like to live Ventriliciously? <laughs> no. Um, Wait, also... but why is Fergie as Ventress so fucking funny? Wait, then who's Dooku? Um, he is um 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 taboo. <laughs> he is also played by Fergie. Fergie actually plays <laughs> every character except for Will I Am, who plays Quinn. <laughs> Wait, no, no, Dooku's Apple the app. <laughs> the level of. 2000s that this conversation is, is no because astounding. i love the idea of ventress turning to the fucking camera and being like would you like to live for deliciously oh my god what if what if turning to the dark side is just a sith character looks at you and they're like would you like to live for delicious is that not what she palpatine did to anakin just turn to him and be like would you like to live for deliciously the idea of fergie as chief palpatine is killing me have you heard the Tale of Darth Fergaliciously the Wise. <laughs> Darth Fergaliciously. Darth Fergal. Darth Fergalicious is Fergie's like Sith name. Here's another one, and this is kind of relevant. To, I think these are all kind of relevant to the conversation that we just had. Daniel Brühl, Nicolaj Coster Waldo again. It's Callus. And Chris Hemsworth. Yes, it is Callus. No. Chris Hemsworth. 
Nor, nor. The way that he one-shotted that, like fucking immediately. Well, any, it's because they're always all cast men with no, square jaws. It's, no, it's because everybody always casts Nicolaj as as Callus because Cal. What is Callus if not um, charming from Shrek, persevering? That's so, just Jamie Lannister. No, but that's what I'm saying is Callus, Jamie Lannister. Callus, Callus to. The Prince Charming from Shrek. What the fuck? Okay. Just, no, but I'm saying that Jamie and Lannister. He's Puss in Boots. Kalazeb is just a Shrek AU where Fiona is Zev. And that means that. Who is. Okay, wait, no. Because. No, who's, no. Because Shrek who's and, Fury Godmother? Shrek and Fiona. Shrek and Fiona. Donkey. Are and Donkey and Dragon. Donkey and Dragon are Callus and Zeb. Um, so I'm gonna do because I got one shotted. I'm gonna do one that I was not expecting to do, but it's going to be funny nonetheless. Because he's kind of relevant. Because he's stinky. Jake Gyllenhaal. Marciano. Nope. 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 Rampart. Crosshair. Nope. Um, is this a character from an animated show? Yes. He was actually he was in Bad the Bad Batch? Batch. Oh, um, is this um a member of the Bad Batch? No, it is not. And it's not are they an Imperial? Nope. Is it Bolo? Hauser? Nope. <gasps> is Roland! it Champs and Doula? It is Champs and Doula. <gasps> no! no! Get no! him out of there. Jake No, no, Jake Jake Gyllenhaal Polycule. Also, no. I do, um, I do like that. You know, Mel described this person as as smelly or stinky, whatever the hell Mel said a few minutes ago. I can't remember. And then um, Ollie's first thought when we both spoke at the same time was Cham, and I said, "Fucking Roland." That tells us where um, where our I mean, minds are. But you know what? Here's even if Cham is stinky, you know he's pulling. No, he does okay. have an eighty-five person polycule. It is not that he is stinky. It's that Jake Gyllenhaal is stinky. Did y'all not yeah. see that he yeah, yeah. no, yeah. doesn't smell? Yeah. He smell? You know he smells like shit. Here's the last one of fancastic. This is the oh, one God. I'm very excited for. So I'm actually going to name the character this time, and you're going to have to guess the actor. I know that sounds like it's going to be a lot, but trust me. Trust me. Trust in the process. The first character of this set of characters is Hunter. Is it not Tamara Morrison? No, it is Timura Morrison. Next one. Echo. Um, it better I'll... still be Tim, please. It is still Timura Morrison. Wrecker. Is it The Rock? Tim? It is Tim. Tech. Stop no, editing. Come Noah, on. it's your turn to answer. Okay. Uh, who's the guy who plays Sheldon Cooper on The Big Bang Theory? <laughs> Jim Parsons. It is not Jim Parsons. I hate to ask this. Is it a white man? No. <gasps> is it, is it Tamara Morrison? It is Tamara Morrison. And finally, who is playing Crosshair? My is pants? it not Tim? <laughs> it is not Tim. Oh, God. <laughs> and this is all from one person's fan cast, mind <laughs> you. So everyone else is Tim, except for this one person, except for Crosshair. Who is, is Crosshair this played Jim by? Person? Is it, no. Is it Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> no, it is not Benedict Cumberbatch. Mike Pence? No, it is not Mike Pence. Is it, okay. Is Mike it a Pence. Tumblr sexy man? I don't think so. <laughs> so it's not Tom Hiddleston? It is it's not Tom, Tom Hiddleston. I, the way I almost just said Tom Holland. It is not a white person. That's good. And oh, it is a person hmm. who has already been in a Star War. Is it Taika Waititi? It is Taika Waititi! <laughs> no! <laughs> Taika Waititi! <laughs> so their fan cast 
their fan Wait, cast. Girl, get out. Their fan cast is they have um they have uh, Michelle Ong who voiced Omega, Tem for literally every other clone, and then Crosshair is played by Taika Waititi. Who's the Taika Waititi out of all of us? Yeah, if all of us are played by Tamara Morris, and which one of us is Taika Waititi? <gasps> Shit, Damn, really? I was gonna say Noah. I was I was okay, also I don't know why Noah. I don't know why my reaction to that was the fuck did I do as though I don't love Taika Watiti. I feel like I've just been I've been called the crosshair of the group, which is far more slanderous. Okay, no, honestly, I was as the person any... who in the promo had to be crosshair, I had to take that bullet. I had to bite that goddamn bullet. You didn't have to take that bullet, but you did shoot it. Oh, because you are you are crosshair. I hate to say, I do believe if anyone's the crosshair of this podcast personality wise, it is Jess. Why did I think that's <laughs> true? I am always the one that's like the contrarian with everyone. Yeah. Jess is the one Jess out of her group who would be like, you guys are fucking dumb. I need to get out of here. I, I think for our next See, episode, I am just poor like little a, meow meow. Jess is, Jess is like if crosshair was justified. <laughs> Period. Justified. Um, justified so that was fantastic thank you for joining me i today found over a hundred damn anyways that made me feel insane there's one for a character that i was so excited to cover because it is so funny i'm not going to do it i hate that you tease us like this I will say I did feel like I was being like held in a saw trap when Mel was like, who is the next member of the Bad Batch played by? And it was Tem every time. Like that literally felt like there was like an ax swinging above me. And it was really like lower and lower each time one of us answered. So now I want to bring us into our next segment, which is Q&As. We always appreciate getting your questions. All of these are from TikTok. So if you have a TikTok account, you can go on to there and send us a Q&A. Um, or you can always DM us on Instagram or Twitter or send us an email. Um, we are always happy to hear your guys' questions. Um, I have two for you guys today. Um, the first one that I think we should do is from um, Itza underscore Zuri, um, who did do a wonderful animatic for us a little while ago. Um, so check out her page. I think it's one of her more recent videos, but it's so good. She asks, if you can have two characters interact, regardless of the timeline, who would they be and why? So I have an answer for this. Uh, it's actually not a cursed answer. It just brings a smile to my face. Um, I would I would like to arrange a world where Ahsoka Tano can hang out with Bel Zedifar because I feel like that'd be very fun. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I would like Ahsoka and Bel to meet. I just feel like they would hang out and I feel like they'd have a good time. Um, I don't entirely know why mentally that like that works for me, but I would just like, like, I don't know, they could talk about like being being Jedi and like hanging out and reading books and just enjoying each other. And that makes me smile a lot. So that's my answer to that. Unironically, my answer is Thrawn and Maul. Not in a Thrawn shipping way. <laughs> um, I saw a Why not? Today. Why not? Okay, you know what? Fine. Yes, in a shipping way. But it just, I did see Are a we post. endorsing Thrall on this podcast? No, 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 yes, no. I am. <laughs> um, I, I did see a post today that was just very interesting, which was that um, Maul is chaotic, but he's actually a really good political maneuver. He's really good at political maneuvering. Thrawn is good at everything except for dealing with people and political maneuvering um and he's the opposite of chaotic so they are literally the polar opposites of each other and it 
it it would just bring me it would just bring me great joy to see them interact um i'd like to see them drive each other bonkers um just just i just think it would be funny it would be funny to me um especially since uh maul was supposed to be like the the big villain in the sequel trilogy if george had made it and like you know uh, in the, if only the Lucas cut. <laughs> oh, the Lucas cut. Where is it? Um, yeah, I, I just slash think that would J. Be fun. My 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 joke. My joke response though is literally anybody from the Chiss ascendancy with any character. Like you know what? Fuck it. Like I want to see Eli Vanto interact with Finn. Like I just like 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 any stupid shit. Like some macro and Rex. Like any any like <laughs> cheery. They both have really big tits. You know I want to see Cheery interact with literally anybody. I want to see Cheery interact with Omega. I want to see like yeah. I could pretty much anybody from from the Chiss ascendancy. I think would be very funny. Um, I would like to see Aralani interact with Price. I think she would kick her ass. Um, <laughs> don't evoke those two together. I would like to answer. I think mine might be a little, um, not necessarily shocking. Um, but I don't think it's something that I would have, like, I was kind of surprised when I thought of it. But the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Um, the two people that I would like to meet are adult Kane and Jarists and, like, Clone Wars era Mace Windu. Um, I think that Mace would really like to see like the legacy of his um, of his lineage. Um, but I also think like Mace getting the opportunity to see a Jedi who is, you know, sort of living outside of the order, but still following the code and carrying on the legacy of the Jedi. I think he'd be extremely proud to know that it was someone who he had the honor of like being a part of their Jedi education through Depa Um, But also I think he would just be really intrigued by Kanan's interpretation of the force. And I think Kanan would have so much to learn and so much to say to Mace Windu on how his philosophies shaped his understanding of the universe. Um, and I just feel like the two of them together, like they would have figured it out, you know? Like, I feel like they would really balance out each other's flaws and complement each other's um, you know, positive parts. I just think that would be a really cool, um, a really cool interaction. My two people, I guess, would uh, be, this This might be shocking, as I have also said that I um, am not a fan of Padme's husband, but I do want to see Vernestra Rowe meet Anakin Skywalker, because I I firmly believe that if Vern and maybe also Emery, if I could throw him in there too, if those two had been able to meet Anakin Skywalker, uh, the whole prequels and just like, I guess the butterfly effect of the whole Skywalker saga would not have happened because they would have been able to empathize and really like help him and get him away from Sheev Palpatine's crusty ass. Yeah. Vern and Emery are just built different and if they had met Anakin he would not have turned out the way he did. Vern just pulls out the light whip and she's like listen Sheev I'm taking this boy we're gonna go have a conversation. Yeah the idea, the idea of like 16 year old Vernestra with like 23 year old two kids on the way Anakin and she's like come on come on we're leaving and he's like okay. That's <laughs> so good. Um, I, my answer is also 
kind of out of left field because I don't I don't talk about these characters a whole lot, but I think that it would be powerful. Um, I love the idea of Din Djarin meeting Ty Yorick. Um, I think that Ty would be the perfect person to teach Grogu um, simply because she's like, I don't really fuck with that whole shit, but if you need to figure out how to move things with your mind better and like have a practical application to your Jedi abilities, let's get into it. I'm going to stab someone with my lightsaber. Um, and that's very powerful to me. I love that. Also, Actually, bisexuals hanging out together, it's very important to me. That's extremely good. Canon Actually, bisexual and bisexual honorary. Yeah. Actually, thinking about Din Djarin pretty much meaning any character makes me feel insane because he's he'd just be like, are you a Jedi? Like... Um, actually, um, n- that my brain immediately went to, I would like to see Din Djarin meet Admiral Aralani. Um. <laughs> okay, but here's the, she, she would, wouldn't she, talk down to him is the thing. She'd be no, like, oh, oh no. okay, you've got some stuff going on. Let's, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. she'd be like, oh, not another one of these. Uh. I think it'd be really funny if he met Maul and was like, are you a Jedi? <laughs> No, and Maul's just like, no, you dumbass. I'm there's not. actually a lot of fic about this where they're like, what if Maul was just around and Maul is the one who trained Grogu and Maul was just like around and like training Grogu whatever. Not- He's like, are you a Jedi? And Maul's just like, eh. Okay, the idea <laughs> the idea of, of let's, let's talk about the Jedi that Darth Maul has tried to recruit. Ahsoka Tano, Ezra Bridger, and apparently Grogu. That... That is fucking rancid. Okay, no, because because here's my thing though about the concept of of Din meeting Maul and Maul being like, I'm Jedi adjacent, and Din does not know like any differences. So he just like hands Grogu over. I love the idea of Bo-Katan being like, Din, are you busy? And then she drops by, and Maul's just there, and she's like, Hey, what the fuck? It's you like that. It's like my that, sister. Yeah, it's literally the scene in Twilight. Is it literally the scene? You sent <laughs> Grogu to the man who killed my sister. You killed my sister. I love sister. the idea of Bo-Katan as Bella Swan. <laughs> no, because I, I love the idea of her fully walking in and being like, Din, can I borrow the... And then she just, like, looks straight forward and Maul is, like, in his kitchen at four in the morning, like, hey. The concept of, like, Luke and Din living together and 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 Luke's like, I can't train my own son. That, like, doesn't work for me. So Din, Din comes home with Maul. is like, I found this wanderer on the street. Who's no, wait, no, wait. train our and, kid. And no, wait. Like, and Luke's like, huh? uh, he seems, no, Luke doesn't know who the fuck he is. Luke's like, yeah, he like seems Luke guy. Use, the, use some sense to be like, yeah, Luke, I think the force would probably let him know. A fucking, no. Think it's okay. no, Ma, no, Ma walks in and Luke is like, damn, he's smells like shit. No, okay. Maul tries to recruit Luke because that's what he does. He just tries to get new opponents. No, no, no. Force Ghost Obi-Wan Kenobi is like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I was Hello? about to say fucking Force Ghost Obi-Wan shows up. He's like, no, 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 Luke. No, no, no. The next question that I have um, is from user dot, 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 Trinity8 on TikTok. Um, and they did send this question in uh, on June 18th. So it's been a minute, but I thought now was the perfect time to answer. Um, the question is, is Cody safe? Um, we know from Cody Watch that Cody has not been in the Bad Batch. Um, so my assumption is that he's fine because um, he's not there. But I was thinking for this question, why don't we all just say what we think Cody's up to? Um, 
because like here's my thought I think that he is like obviously pre-rogue one he's just hanging out on scarif with like a margarita um like I I do imagine he's in his vacation era um I just think that that would be nice for him (laughs) he deserves um he deserves a trip I enjoy the idea of Cody being like I have so much PTO that I have not taken I'm taking it goodbye empire and then just never comes back the idea of the the idea of the clones getting PTO makes me feel bad I mean it makes me feel good but it's bad that they do not they don't get it the empire recruitment strategy is that they were like well in the republic you had to recruit your PTO but now in the empire you have unlimited you can use it when you need it why crosshair was like state he's like dang they give me PTO and hunter's like wait really damn do you guys want to stick i i do love the idea that like obi-wan is like gallivanting around the galaxy like in imperial bases being like where's cody and the whole time he's just on a beach somewhere and they're like please he's just taking vacation time don't kill us the idea of rex being like i need to find my brother and he's like i don't understand like every imperial contact i have everyone i've reached out to no one knows where cody is and meanwhile cody's just like he just has his AirPods in, so he can't hear anyone asking. Cody is in his um is in his Jimmy Buffett era. Just thinking, Cody listening to um um uh, Margaritaville is very powerful. What is what is Order sixty six? But Cody having a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Stop! No, this is not uh, going to age well. Whenever we see Cody again. Well, what if it? Well, here's the thing. There's one situation where it will age well which is Cody is on a beach drinking a margarita listening to Jimmy Buffett. What if he's like on the Bimmy beach Jeffett, from Old? Which would be his name from Star He's Wars. not on the beach he's from Old Rebo. I think that maybe this is my, my new thoughts for what, where I'd like Cody to be. Um, I think that he somehow got into the, the world between worlds and has gone back in time and is now in the High Republic. And his chilling with all the cool people there. Not to bring up another piece of media, um, but for those of you who've watched Futurama, you will know that there is an episode where this character, um, the main character Fry, does go back in time and become his own great grandfather. Oh my god! I'm I was literally just gonna say what, Cody becomes Jango Fett's that's ancestor. What I was gonna say <laughs> Cody becomes Jango Fett. Um, I guess he just puts on like some makeup or some really good like scar healing thing he dips him back on it i don't know i just think it's funny <laughs> I do well, that made me feel insane the idea of cody hanging out with porter angle is very powerful to me um <gasps> i think cody is busy i think that he has joined a circus and this is not because of like the jess clown jokes <laughs> um i do genuinely think it would be kind of delightful for him to like have like this very like high stakes job and then go and be like you know what what if i just started juggling swords not him entering the tiley era i literally because she has a bunch of siblings who all look just like her oh my god i okay i don't really have much of a theory for where cody is because my obvious answer is he's he's just with obi-wan like they're just chilling out somewhere but i do like the idea that he pulled a lord and threw his cellular device in the water and rex is like hey where the fuck are you and he's on the beach from the solar power video just like dancing in circles i think if you actually look really closely in the solar power music video cody is one of the dancers and he's, Cody he's is his, lord he's actually in his full um uh gear as well he's like not in like casual clothes he's 
in his well, that's the thing we never see cody without his armor underneath his armor he is wearing like the yellow dress like two-piece dress thing that lord was wearing from the video underneath instead of the regular blacks okay, that the rest okay. of the clones wear. my my alternative to this in in the vein of mel cody becomes a circus performer i think that cody becomes a drag queen and i think that he, he does powerful. that like, cause, and I, but I would like to believe he only lip syncs to like three artists, one of whom is Lord. Max Rebo. Stop. <laughs> he's on, he's on Rupert's race. What? Yeah. <laughs> what, wait, 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 what's Cody's drag name? What is Cody's drag name? The I Commander. No. It's gotta I, be something, it's gotta be like a play on Django Fit or something. Not no, because, <laughs> no, because, because my drag name is Barbara Wire, but I don't really know what his would be. I feel like the first um, thing that comes to mind is just Bimbo Fett. Okay, I was thinking Order 69. That's powerful. Order 69. Order 69, yeah, that's... I was also going to say Judy Garland, but it's G-A-R, like Galactic Army of the Republic. Okay, that's no, powerful. that's it. That's very <laughs> because iconic. Because he's a friend actually. of Cody. It's exactly it's, the point. Yeah, it's like a no, friend I, I like Judy, the, it's, friend like, of... it's like Judy Garland 5000 or something. Like some weird number attached to the end. Judy Wait, Garland 2224. Yeah, what's his CC 20, number? It's CC 2224. I love <laughs> Judy Garland 2224. And he's a contestant on RuPaul's Pod Race. <laughs> I also know because this this creates the reality that when pa- someone's like, we can't reach the emperor. We don't know where he is. And then you hear the drag race in- intro and Palpatine is in full, like literal full drag and is like, welcome to the main stage of Rupalp's pod race. Welcome to the main stage of Rupalp's pod race. I'm going fucking insane. <laughs> Man, y'all have really way better answers. I was just going to be like, yeah, he's, I feel like he's on Tatooine. Just like him and Obi-Wan just keep missing each other. Like... <laughs> I do enjoy the idea of the Tuscan Raiders adopting him. This gentleman looks like he is having a rough go of it and needs well, to stay and, dis- disguised. So And they both fucking hate Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah! Oh my God. So yeah, those are our Q&As. Uh, like I said at the beginning of this segment, please feel free to reach out, send us something. We love reading what you guys want us to answer. That brings us to our next segment, our favorite segment, which is Name That Ship. Um, basically, in this segment, one of our hosts will find a fan fiction that has an interesting premise or an interesting ship or the tags tell a story. We will read the tags, the title, the summary, anything else relevant, and the other hosts will have to guess the main ship of this fan fiction. Um, I'm going to go first today. It is called Replacement. It is, t- it is a general audiences. The characters in it are just character A and character B. The additional tags are implied slash referenced character death, first meetings, rare pairings, and the summary is character A meets his new colleague. And that's it. All right. So is this Empire era? So here's the thing. These, this, uh, yeah, this, so this is probably like Clone Wars. I believe this is Clone Wars era. Okay. So this is Republic Clone Wars era. Are either of them clones? One of them is a clone. Is the other one a Jedi? No. Are uh, they a, a senator? or They are not a senator. Is one of them Tarkin? No. I will give you another hint. It is a man and a woman. Is... Are they a bounty hunter? They are not a bounty hunter. Which battalion is the clone from? 
You have to guess. I'm not telling you. Okay, Two, 12, rapid fire, five, rapid first. fire, rapid fire. Cody, Rex, Fives, Jesse, Tup, uh, fuck me. Wolf. No. Bowser. Fox. Dogma. No. Slick. No. Is it one of the Gregor. Bad Batch? Gregor. No. Colt. No, it's one of them. It's a it's a clone we see a lot. He's in the first season. He's in season seven. He's in, I think he's in every season. Cody? It is Kicks. Oh, Kicks? It's hmm. Kicks and a woman? Yes. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. Is this character that... human or non-human? She is human. Um, also, they have never met in canon. Um, this oh, is, I will let you guys know, um, because the tags don't give that much information. Um, this is an AU where this character, who is not affiliated with the Galactic Army of the Republic, does, I believe this is where they work as like a medic and they're brought in. Stila Guerrero? Like, oh, hey. No. Is she usually medically inclined? Not, nope, not in the slightest. She's not, no. Is she force sensitive? No. Mm -mm. Is she, she from the Clone Wars era? I will, she is, she is around. She is, okay, I'll give you a hint. She has been in movies, in live action, in both the prequels and the, origin, and the original trilogy. I don't think it's Padme because Ollie and said it wasn't a sentence. And it's not Mon Mothma. It's not Mon Mothma. Is it one of Padme's handmaidens? No. Oh, it's that original she trilogy. Appears, her oh. first appearance is in the original trilogy. She's in A New Hope. <laughs> I'm going insane. What the fuck? Wait, not wait, wait. Is it on Baru? It is Baru. Wait, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, wait. Okay, the, wait, the summary. Where does this fig take place? This takes place during the Clone Wars. Alfaru meeting Kicks? I mean, yeah, she's alive. She's kicks, in her early twenties. Does, does that make Kicks part of the the White Sun Kenobi polycule? No, not Cody and Kicks having beef because they're both in the Obi Wan polycule. Um, the summary of this is Kicks meets his new colleague, and the notes um is. I came up with this shit because IMO Baru deserves better than Owen, who I have a lot of issues with, both in Legends and Canon. <laughs> um, I just think, as a Baru White Sun appreciator myself, I'm always excited to see that woman. Um, I did find this by going on AO3 and typing kicks slash and just seeing what came up i do love um, the idea that that like obi-wan's like hey did you know that like kicks is on tatooine and kobe's like and cody's like we're not speaking he tried, <laughs> to, join he tried to join the same polycule as me also not the idea of we have ignored the fact that that is anakin's um basically his sister-in-law <laughs> kicks being like hey anakin general sorry i cucked your brother your stepbrother <laughs> Okay, so I have the next pick. Um, it is actually, there are, it, there's a series um, that is two fics in this ship. It's a thruple because what is this podcast if not polycules persevering? This was sent to me by um, Iron and Silver 15 on uh, TikTok. Thank you so much for this. The tags are character A slash character B slash character C. Character A. Character B, character C, Obi-Wan Kenobi, mentioned Leia Organa, Getting Together, Star Wars Rare Pair Exchange 2019, Alternate Universe Canon Divergence, Canon Typical Violence, Post-Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, and 
Palpatine can go on vacation in a black hole. The description is, it started with two people, a cell, and an escape. Snapshots of moments leading to finding a home. Now, part two. Um, character A slash character B slash character C. Character A, character B, character C. Leia Organa. Snapshots. Parent-child relationship. Slice of life. Mental health issues. Alternate universe. Canon divergence. Canon typical violence. Other additional tags to be added. Uh, snapshots of the shared lives of fill in the blank and Leia. Chewy Han Luke. No. So no, Obi Wan's there. So is this like a is this like an original trilogy timeline thing or is this a prequels? We the the first one said that it was post Revenge of the Sith. So the thick takes place post Revenge of the Sith. And um so this would be between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. I misheard. Um, I thought you said Return of the Jedi. Okay, Hi. also, did I miss here? Is Obi-Wan in the polycule? Or is oh, no. he mentioned Obi-Wan by is the just polycule? A, Obi-Wan is just a character in the fic. He is not in the polycule. Is this a is this a holy gay polycule? Uh, okay, there's two guys and one woman. Are they Jedi? Or... or is... No Jedi. Is one of them Darth Maul? <laughs> yes. <gasps> so that was a fucking joke when I said it, and I feel really insane that I've just been is, validated. Is one of them Thrawn? Is Darth Maul Thrawn in Aralani? <laughs> no, 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 no. Girl, Aralani girl. But is it an Imperial though? Now, no. Oh, so are they? Okay, I hate to introduce this thought, but is one of them Ahsoka Tano? No. Thank oh, fucking God. God. Baru White. <laughs> uh, I'll give you this. Maul is the only Force user. Are either of the um, other clones? No. Are these characters from Rebels? One of them does appear in Rebels. Is it Callus and Zeb and Maul? No. no. Is it Lando? No. Damn it. That's very funny. <laughs> Wedge Antilles. No. Are Bail they... Organa. Yes. <gasps> okay. Braille? Really? Like yes! <laughs> no! Get Maul away from Bail and Braille! Not Leia Organa being raised by... Bale and Brea and Maul. That's how, that's how so, Leia becomes actually a Sith Lord instead of a it's, Jedi. It's kind of powerful though. It's, it's kind not. Of it, it just it just isn't. Um, I will say that the thing I was about to say before fucking Jess got it was I was like, you know, this wouldn't work with timeline, but is it Yarl Boom? Yarl Boom's already fucking dead. Wait, wait, Yarl out timeline. of this. Um, anyway, this makes me feel sick. Yarl Poof's already in a polycule anyway. He's with fucking Yoda and Yaddle. What are you talking There's, about? No! Yeah, so the thought of um Maul, Bale, and Bria makes me feel crazy. Leia entering her Sith era is still very powerful. I think that's very... It's funny the idea of him, Maul, failing so many times to recruit someone and he's like, Leia, please, I'm begging you. And she's like, damn, okay, God. Wait, the only way he can actually get an apprentice and recruit them is by dating their parents. That's oh. the only way. <laughs> I, I will say, um, I love the idea of Leia fully being like, look, I'm not going to be a, like, she's talking to Bale and she's like, look, I'm not going to be a Sith, but other dad seems really upset by this. So I'm just gonna go train with him for a few months. Maybe he'll calm down. I did want to say we actually do have one more question I did want to address. 
Um, this is something we've kind of talked about, um, but this comes from crime lord Amidala on TikTok. And uh, they said, what are you all going to do when the Bad Batch ends? Do you think you'll return for visions? Um, we've said it before. We are not stopping the podcast now that the Bad Batch is over. We have a couple of things in the pipeline that we are excited to talk about. Um, next week, we are going to be doing like a Bad Batch retrospective. So tune in for that. Um, we're going to talk a lot about like the overarching themes and like what we liked and our predictions and what we think about season two. Um, so yeah, that's definitely going to be something to keep on the radar. We are also going to talk about visions definitely when it comes out. Um, but yeah, we have lots of fun stuff that we have planned. So don't worry, we are not going anywhere. It is going to take more than the Bad Batch ending to get rid of us. That being said, thank you so much for joining us uh, this week for RuPalp's Pod Race. Episodes usually drop on Sundays for updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit. Follow us on social media at RuPalp's Pod Race on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, sometimes we've been going live on TikTok. Um, check that out. Super fun. Um, and if you really like our show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, and we appreciate everyone who leaves a message. Um, and again, as I said, with the Bad Batch over, we have some stuff that we have planned out, but if there's anything that you have in mind that you want to hear us talk about, feel free to reach out. Um, you can send us something via TikTok Q&A, tweet at us, DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Um, you can also send us an email um, at rupalpspodrace at gmail.com. So yeah, may the force be with you and don't criff it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. Waka waka. waka, waka. waka, waka. waka, waka.